So, over the past few weeks, we've been looking at different ways of loving God. And two weeks ago, so the kids won't know this because they've been down in the children's groups, but two weeks ago, we were looking at loving God with our time, how we can spend our time getting closer to God, being more intimate with him, spending time with him. And then last week, Tim talked about loving God with our actions, with the things that we do. And I think he talked about how we can love God through all of our actions in our everyday life, not just the special things like prayer and worship, but things like washing up or hoovering or tidying our bedrooms can all be ways of worshipping God and of getting closer to him and saying thank you to him for the things of the day, even the ordinary things. So this week, we're thinking about loving God with our words, and we've been thinking this morning about praise and worship and all the wonderful ways we can speak to God. And it seems quite straightforward, doesn't it, to say that uh, when we love someone, we say nice things to them. So when you love your mum or your dad, like Ace was with Sue, when you love them and when, you, when they've done something nice for you, you say thank you to them. But can you imagine if somebody didn't say thank you? I wonder if we've got anybody, friends or family, who we've done things for and they don't say thank you to us and think about how that makes us feel. It makes you feel like you're a bit insignificant, doesn't it? It makes you feel like somebody hasn't really thought about what you've given them. It's hard, isn't it? Have you got your hand up, Henry? (laughs) What did you want to say? (laughs) Your dad. Sad. It makes you sad. It does make you sad. Okay. And we should say thank you, shouldn't we? If somebody cooks your dinner for you every night, you should say thank you every day. It's a new thing every day that somebody's cooked your dinner for you. Somebody does your washing for you or your laundry or your ironing or hoovers or tidies your bedroom or makes your bed or changes the covers. We shouldn't just take it for granted. We should be saying thank you because that person's taken time to do that thing for us. Now, in our psalm this morning, the writer splits the psalm into two different sections. He talks about things that we should know, and because of those things that we know, a response that we should have. So, I've put the psalm in a slightly different order. I've started with the second verse, or the third verse. So, Margie, would you put it up for me, please? Brilliant, thank you. Okay. So, things that we should know about God. Things that we should know. It says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Okay. So, as God's creation, as people loved by God, we should know that we are his. We belong to him. We are his children. We are his creation. He made us and created us, and we are called the sheep of his pasture. His sheep know his voice. So that's something we should know about God. And then if we move on to the other verses at the end, it says, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So we need to know that the Lord our God is good, And that his love for us lasts forever and ever. It never runs out. It never goes away. His love is steadfast and true. And his faithfulness carries on through all generations. So to be faithful means that he always keeps his promises. 
He never lets us down. He never goes away. He never falls short. So those are the things that we know. We should know them in our heads and we should know them in our hearts. God is good. He loves us. He made us. And he is faithful to us. He will never let us down. So what should be our response? How should we respond to God because of what we know? If we look at the next bit, it starts the psalm off on the next slide. Oh. Have I not got the other two slides? Has Tim not got me the other two slides? Never mind. Okay. We'll do it without pictures then. Okay, so these are things that we should do in response to knowing who God is. We should be shouting for joy to the Lord. We should be worshipping the Lord with gladness. We should be coming before him with joyful songs like we have this morning, saying, thank you, Lord, for this new day. Thank you, Lord, for pets, for animals, for family, for food, for friends. We should be entering his gates with thanksgiving. So think to yourself, entering his gates might be coming into the church or it might be coming into a time of worship or prayer with him. So we enter his gates, we come before him saying thank you and we enter his courts with praise, giving thanks to him and praising his name for who he is and for what he has done. So the psalmist is telling us all about the reasons why we should be thankful, why we should be giving praise, why we should be praying to him on our knees. So what has he done for us? What's God done for us? Why would we be thankful? He's created us. He's given us this beautiful creation. Can you think of what he's done for us? Go on then, Henry. He did make the world. What about Jesus? What's Jesus done for us? Go on, Ethan. So Jesus came and he saved us, didn't he? He forgave us for all of our sins. He took all of our sin, all of the bad things that we've ever done. He took it on his shoulders and he went and took on the cross. Not that he wanted to, but that he was obedient to God. He took on all of our sin, all of our shame, all of the things that we've done wrong. And he went to the cross and he died for us. But the good news is that he didn't stay dead, did he? After three days, he rose again, and now he is with God in heaven. So we're thanking God for Jesus and for all that Jesus has done for us. Jesus took our place on that cross. We should have been punished for all those things that we did, but Jesus took our place. So actually, it's only right that we should give him thanks, that we should give him praise, that we should say every day, thank you, Lord, for this new day. The Psalms tell us all about why we should say thank you, all about the promises that he's made to us, but also about the warnings about what will happen if we don't do what he's asked us to do. And we shouldn't only praise God when things are going well. We should be praising God when things are difficult. We should be praising God through the storms of life when it's hard. Sometimes I'm sure you come here on a Sunday morning and life doesn't feel very happy. Maybe something in the week's gone on and it's just quite hard and quite heavy and quite difficult. I know I don't come here every week wanting to sing God's praises and put my hands in the air, but I know that when I do, something changes. It goes from knowing that God loves me 
to my heart, understanding that God's love, God loves me. And I praise him through the storm, through the difficult times. But we don't always just use our words to praise. We're talking about our words this morning. We use our words in a good way when we share the gospel with other people. When I share who Jesus is with other people, I am worshipping God with my mouth. When I say prayers to God, I am worshipping him with my mouth. When I share what's on my heart, when I'm worried or anxious or stressed or scared, I am worshipping God because I'm bringing myself into a closer relationship with him. I'm getting more intimate with him. I'm getting closer to him. He wants us to cry out to him in, when we're in despair, when we're in pain, when we're in hurt. He wants to hear us through all of our emotions. So actually, we don't just have to praise him. We can tell him when we're sad or we're cross or we're angry. The Psalms are full of people saying that they're upset or they're cross or they don't understand. And God hears them in that. So all those different ways that we can love God with our words, through shouting for joy, through singing, through speaking words of thanks and praise, through praying to him, through talking to other people about him, through telling him how we are feeling. God wants us to praise him from our hearts. Our words should not just be lip service to him. I think sometimes we come to church and we sing the songs and we're singing it in our heads but we're not singing it in our hearts. We're just reciting the words, and sometimes that happens when we read the liturgy as well. But it needs to come to him with meaning and love and from our hearts. So we are going to carry on using our words to praise God this morning. And in a few minutes after the prayers, we're going to sing our new song called Praise, which is about praising God. And it reminds us that we don't only praise him when we feel like it, we praise him when we don't feel like it. We praise him in the hard times, we praise him through the storms, because it changes something in our mindset. It helps us to get on board with him. It's not that God needs our praises, it's that we need it. We need to praise him because it helps us, it changes our heart, it changes how you feel. It can change an atmosphere. And it can change your way of loving God.